you buy land in certain areas of Honolulu and redevelop it, you've got to be six stories or less on your on your apartment building, and you lease it to people who make 80% of the area median income or less. You have a staff level approval only. So you have no city council approvals and you have no public hearings and you don't have any property tax for 10 years. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. We are continuing the conversation today with our guest, Steve Olson. He has a passion project, which you're going to hear about today. That's different than, or in a location anyway, that's different than probably anybody we've heard on the show that I can think of at the moment anyway. Uh, Very interesting in a way that they are being creative to get deals done. Steve, welcome back to the show. Honored to have you for another segment and get to dive in a little more. Yeah, I'm honored to be back. I love what you do and I'm lucky to be here and to talk (laughs) about it. It's great. Well, honored to have you. You know, you are working on something that's very unique. And I know, uh, I don't think we've ever talked to anybody on the show that's doing doing this uh, in this location anyway. Uh, and so I uh, want to dive into that a little bit into what you called your passion project, uh, but uh, working on affordable housing, but in a, in, a, in a specific place. And so let's dive in there. Could you give us, paint a picture for us a little bit of, of what you're working on there and let's dive in. Yeah, maybe you mean you've never had anyone crazy enough to do what I'm doing right now, but it is my passion project. As a quick background, I was finishing up a master's program in real estate, and I was in a class about affordable housing. And the the professor teaching this class at the end of the semester made a comment that just was swimming around in my head for about three months. And he said, Affordable housing doesn't bring the profit that traditional development does, but it is always needed and always there. You will always make a good living if you figure out affordable housing, right? So that had been swimming around in my head because at FIG, we've done affordable, not as like a government subsidized, but just lower cost housing, we would call it that, not because affordable comes with connotations, right, of, of what that means. So th- this was bouncing around in my head, and I saw on LinkedIn a client of ours from Honolulu, Hawaii, on LinkedIn, and there were pictures of him with a hard hat on and shovels with the mayor of Honolulu digging a hole at a ribbon-cutting ceremony or groundbreaking ceremony saying, our first affordable housing project in Honolulu is coming up out of the ground. And I thought, that's awesome. If there ever was a place that needed affordable housing, this is it. I mean, we talk about buy real estate because they're not making any more of it. That is really apparent. It is really in your face when you're in Hawaii. There is only so many places that you can go. And I, I just messaged him and said, that looks great. That's fantastic what you're doing. Long and short of it, he messages me and we get to talking and he he makes me aware of this new law that they passed in Metro Honolulu called Bill 7. And it, it's a funny story where the mayor was having lunch with a developer and two waitresses came up to him and said, what are you going to do about affordable rental housing? And they didn't know that the guy sitting with the, the mayor was a developer. So he helped craft this legislation that is meant to form a public-private partnership that you would not expect in a place like Hawaii. Usually the connotation is the government is going to take care of all of it and developers are evil. Uh, 
But in this case, they said, we, we got to have some help here. So the long and short of it is if you buy land in certain areas of Honolulu and redevelop it, you've got to be six stories or less on your, on your apartment building, and you lease it to people who make 80% of the area median income or less. You have a staff level approval only. So you have no city council approvals and you have no public hearings. You just get staff level. It's about six months of getting your rubber stamps and working with the Department of Planning and Permits is what it's called. And you don't have any property tax for 10 years. So now all of a sudden in an era where it's hard to make deals pencil everywhere because of costs and interest rates and your expense ratio being through the through the ceiling, we take an expense ratio in the mid 30s and we push it down in the mid 20s. And all of a sudden, this is interesting, right? And so I did all that research and vetted out a bunch of costs. It took me a long time. And my partner invited me to help him structure these deals. Um, he's great at the on the ground political side of it, which there's plenty of it, and the construction. Um, I'm helping him put the deals together from a from an investment level. We do precast concrete buildings. It's like grown up Legos, Whitney. It's so cool. The cranes they weave in through these neighborhoods with high rises, and they stack these walls up around. Uh, it's become my passion project. I was there last week, uh, meeting with investors and spoke at the local CCIM chapter. So, uh, yeah, I spend a couple hours a day on it. Hours that I don't have. I don't have any free time. I don't know what I'm doing here. But uh, I'm making the time. And it, it's been really cool because that place needs affordable housing terribly. It, it's um, it, something that makes me, I, I joke about it, but it makes me a little mad. On the radio down there, there's an ad for Southwest Airlines. And they say, want to go to the Ninth Island? Fares to Las Vegas starting at $200. They call Las Vegas the Ninth Island. There are now more Hawaiians living off of Hawaii than on Hawaii. Because it it is the most have and have not wow. stayed in our country, and I, I just I, I don't like that. So mm. I'm working with my local partners down there to see if we can add at least a few affordable places for people to live and and stay where they're from and and work there because there's just nowhere for these service workers to to live. They can't afford what rent is based on the salary that a service worker gets. Wow, had no idea. Uh, I, yeah, had no idea. Uh, you see, you said more people are living now off the island than are from there, you know, than are on the island. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you just raising awareness like that's going to be helpful as well, right? I would have had no yeah. idea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's sad to think about, right? So yeah. it's we're gonna we're gonna do something about it. Love that. Well, I, I think it's interesting too that you all, uh, you know, you recognized a, a new law that went into place, and, and uh, you all were able to even bring your all skill sets right uh, into that area. Um, and say, hey, we can do something about this, uh, and you all can have a lucrative business, but at the same time, you all can help lots of people uh, to have housing and be able to stay where they're where they're from, where they want to be, right? Um, and and yeah. not have to yeah. move. Uh, you know, speak to you know starting or uh, you know developing assets in a you know it's not it's not like it's just like a state or two away, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's a pretty significant distance there. You know, you can't uh, um, you know you're not really um, but you know, we could, we couldn't just drive a couple more hours and get our materials. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so speak to some of the hurdles, you know, even in, you know, supply chain and some of those things for, for a place like Hawaii. 
Uh, the, the supply chain is better than than you would think, but you know I, I've already got my fair share of black eyes developing remotely and thinking you can just do it. <laughs> you can't. I mean, there is a local flavor to everything. So I'm I'm happy to have great partners who have lived in Hawaii for over 20 years that know the city council, they know the local people involved, the people in the government offices that you have to work with. So that's a tremendous help. You know, you got to have partners. You got to have people that can do what you don't know how to do or are not willing to do. So I, I have that side of it covered. We've got a good builder that's built some great projects that uh, many of the listeners have probably stayed in when they visited Hawaii before, big well-known buildings uh, that they've built. I think uh, there's a supply chain issue I'm worried about right now, uh, trying to get certificate of occupancy on a building. The Hawaiian Electric Company, much maligned in the news right now, um, you, you want to get power turned on, and the message you get is, yeah, all our people are on Maui right now. Um, we'll get to you when we get to you. We don't know when that's going to be, because there's a lot of electrical grid repair that needs to be done on on Maui. So. That's something that we're we're certainly dealing with, and supply chains. Still, even with that, everything else I'm working on, and this is no exception, electrical switch gear is, is just still such a pain. And so I've had to, you know, revisit how do we design buildings this way or that way because some of this switch gear, if your GAC thinks they're just going to order it, they're going to be really disappointed when they hear about the 55 week lead time. For the delivery of that switch gear. So you've really got to be out in front of that one. And can you re-engineer or can you design buildings so that you can use switch gear that's readily available? I, I think that's that's something that we're really paying attention to, not just on those projects, but everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I think it goes to show you too why you need you need somebody on your team that's been there and done that. Right. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm, can you imagine mm-hmm. trying to do that and not understanding that one piece, right? Just that one thing, uh, you know, is setting you back that far unexpectedly. Um, yeah. Man, uh, you know, speak to building a team in some place like Hawaii, how you did that. I know you talked about locals. I love, love your comment about there's a local flavor to everything. Uh, I feel like no matter where you're building, that's, that's the way it is, right? There's going to be things locally you just don't know if you're not from there. And you still may not know if you've never built anything there, right? Um, but uh, speak to how you've built a team, you know, in Hawaii, uh, obviously not living there. Yeah, well, you know, there's that tra- that saying of, you know, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I think that's kind of applicable to a developer. Um, you need to know what's going on. You need to be able to see how all the pieces fit um, so that you can talk to everybody and and drive the ship, right? But if you're going to try to be an expert in everything, you're you're never going to get there. And Frankly, you just this took me a long time to realize I, I'm kind of a perfectionist. And so being able to oh, give up control to this person, they're not going to do it the way I would do it. And that's OK. I have to say that to myself in the mirror. OK, <laughs> give myself the affirmations and you, you have to give up that control. And so I think it's having a, a really in-depth session of reflection of what are you good at? What are you not good at? What do you like doing? What don't you like doing? And I, I've just found a really good way to, to measure that is what do you lose track of time on when you're doing? Those are usually things that you're good at, that you're passionate about. But if it's the thing that you keep punting and you just don't like, that's what you should hire out. And the funny thing is, I've, I've, I've learned in building teams, 
that thing that you absolutely despise doing, there's somebody else that really likes doing it. I don't know why, but they really do. And so have faith that 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 person is out there that likes doing what you hate doing. And if you want to have a sane life, you've got to find those people and have partners that you can trust and know they're not going to do it exactly the way you would. And that's okay. That, B plus work. That's yeah. so wise. I love that. What do you lose track of time doing? Uh, I, I, man, that's a good thought process because maybe, you know, when you come to, right, and you realize, oh, man, it's been two hours, you know, that I've been yeah. working on this thing. That's when I hope that we'll think of your your statement there, right? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You know, I should be I should be spending more time on this thing. Uh, I know uh, oftentimes it's the things that like, you know, sitting at the dinner table or after dinner when I'm sitting, you know, should be like focused on the family. There's there's these few things that are just like in there that are burdensome, right? Oh, you know, this thing I still have to get done, or oh, I've still not yeah. done that thing, or ah, uh, you know. I, I need to find somebody to do that. You know what you said, like to keep your sanity, right? Uh, <laughs> find somebody yeah. that loves to do yeah. those things. Uh, are, are there a couple of things where, where you, you've done that recently, whether it's in, on the Hawaii projects or even something else in the business where it's like, man, I found somebody to do these things that loves that, that I hate. Yeah, I, I got somebody hired recently for all my financial modeling. I can do it, but... I, I'm not that great at it. And it just feels like, you know, it's the opposite of I lose track of time when I'm doing it. It's like, it's been five minutes and this is all I've done. And is this over yet? Right. And and just that excessive attention to to the details is, is something that I've outsourced recently. And then I've uh, kind of redefined things with one of my partners about uh, due diligence on on deals. I don't want to be the guy to dive in and do the rent surveys. And I, I like to be the one that everybody's got it. Now let's talk about it. And I can look at it from a high level and, and see what I see. So those are two people that, you know, one of them is a partner I've redefined things with, and the other is a new hire. So I've got a few other holes that that I'm uh, I'm looking to fill most notably on, on some of the uh, accounting things. I absolutely despise that. And and that that's a hard one to get out of because I don't like the detail, but you have to go deeper into the abyss before you can come out of it on that one and get somebody set up. So that's my next stop. Got a call on it today. Awesome. Oh, you talk about accounting, uh, that piece specifically, you mean like hiring, say, a, a CFO role, controller role, or somebody that's more property level accounting? What kind of role are you trying to fill there? All of the above. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. I, I've got a fair amount of that on my shoulders right now, and it just doesn't need to be there. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a disservice to the investors too. I'm not the best guy for that. So, yeah. give up yeah. some profit, regain some of your time and sanity. It's okay. Yeah, I, I and so you know, you talking about this, you know, what you lose track on, what you <laughs> what you lose sleep on, right? You know, those two kind of the two different things. Uh, accounting yeah. comes to my mind. Uh, I mean, just loud and clear because that's it's something that uh, I know we tried to do for a while. Say my business partner and I, but but it's just not our expertise, and it's not something we love. And and you know, and it's even hard for me to think in the moment that there's anybody out there that does love that thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. Can you believe it? It's like, but they do. Who could love that? Who could love having that? But <laughs> there is, uh, there are people, right, yeah. that that do love the accounting piece. Thank the Lord. Uh, and and yeah. we've recently hired for that as well. And, and it's it's taken a while for that individual to then really 
get in and learn all of our deals, right? And, and, and But it's just something we have to get through, right? It's taken a few weeks. Uh, but once getting them going, man, it's like, I can just see the reports and they can provide reports better than I ever could have, you know, and better uh, fantastic. information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that investment in people, in good people, and you have to wake up every day and make that decision. Take time to talk and invest train develop the relationship because i i kind of go contrary i just assume everybody's going to do what they should and know exactly what they should do and and then when that blows up i'm irritated that's my fault you know that that investment in people and consciously making it every day it, it pays off it definitely pays off definitely pays off to invest in your people uh, and i i just i couldn't agree with you more steve let's end this segment here i want to do another segment with you uh, since we have a few minutes uh, and and I want us to dive into something else that, man, I, I've not heard people talk about this as passionately as you uh, either, uh, as far as something that investors should be doing, uh, all investors. And Steve's going to share that with us in the next segment. But before we do, and Steve, how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Yeah, it's easy. Just go to fig.us, F-I-G, like the fruit. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.